Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. I wanted to talk to you guys about something tonight that was personal to me. That's kind of how I like to speak if, if it's been something that I've encountered in my life or God's taught me. And I wanted to share with you something that God has recently been teaching me and you know, like you feel like you've learned something and then you relearn it all again at a different level, like at a different depth or in a different season. You're like, wait, I thought I learned this. But the title of my message tonight, if you're taking notes, is called, How Do I Get From Here to There? So for me, I want to be better. I want to do more. I want to have more. But how do you get from where you're at to where you want to be? You know, In my life personally, I've been frustrated lately because in January I turned 30 and for some reason I thought when you turn 30 you're supposed to have your whole life figured out and I I know, like I I was just frustrated because I want to be somewhere that I can see in my head and that I feel in my heart, but I'm frustrated because I'm not there in the physical yet. And so I've been asking myself, how do I get there? And so... One of the things I'm learning is that I know what the Bible says and I know that I need to trust God, but it's difficult at times because I get frustrated and I get really tired of pushing to try to get to the place that I want to be. And you know, in the Bible, we've probably all heard this scripture before, but in Philippians 1, 6, it says, God began a good work in you, and I'm sure that he will carry it until it is completed. That will be on the day that Christ Jesus returns. So what this is basically saying is that Not everything's just going to be complete until Jesus comes. Now, the second part of that verse isn't super encouraging to me. (laughs) Because, like, I like the first part because it says that, you know, God's basically going to make it happen. Like, he's going to not leave you hanging. But that second part, it's kind of on level, like, frustrating because what it's saying is it's saying that I might not physically reach the goal that I want to on this earth before Jesus comes back. But I also know that God has a bigger plan than just what I can see in the physical. And his plan is bigger than just me. And so I have a tendency to think about myself and I have a tendency to think about my life, but that's not how God works. God's a big picture God. So he's not just thinking right now in 2019, he's a generational God. He's a God who does things through generations and through lineages and through churches and through his kingdom. And so, One of the things that I'm starting to realize is that, you know, God, he puts those things in my mind and in my heart for a reason, and it's important that we have this desire to push for more, but I'm not going to get where I want to get without God. I can try super hard. I can get really smart. I can get a lot of degrees. I can get with the right people, but if God's not involved in my process and in my life, I'm not going to get where he's called me to get and where I even want to get. And so one of the things that I'm learning is when you get the who and the why right, the what will have power. And so, you know, this is how you get to the there faster, okay? And I'm going to kind of break this down through some of the stuff I'm saying, but we've all heard think, be, do, have here, right? Think, be, do, have. It's kind of what Pastor Keith teaches in everything with triangles and triads. And so I kind of created my own tonight. So (laughs) it says... Think what God has called you to think today. Be who God has called you to be today. 
do what God has called you to do today, then you will have what God has for you today. <laughs> and like in a nutshell, that's kind of what I'm learning because I have this desire that I wanna be here, but if I'm not doing what I need to do today, I'm never gonna reach it. And so, you know, our main calling in the Bible is to love God and love people. And you can love now, you can serve now. And when you're faithful with the now, you will get there a lot faster. And so, you know, my great-grandmother, I don't know if she's my great-great-great or great-great. It's so kind of far. But basically my mom's, my mom's grandparents, that would be my great-great, right? Yeah. My mom's grandparents were missionaries in Tibet. And one of the things she said that has really stuck with me is she said, God is not asking you to be successful. He's asking you to be faithful. Like God's greatest goal for you is not that you would be successful in your own eyes. It's that you would be faithful and then you will be successful. You know, a lot of times we're looking at something from like a monetary value or like a depth of intimacy or we're looking at how much is this helping my life, but faithfulness is actually the catalyst to a lot of the things in our life that we want. And the decisions that you make today are creating your world. Emotions will try to lead our decisions. What we see in the world and what's around us will try to lead our decisions. And many times we end up in places that we never wanted to be because we're led by our emotions instead of by God. And you know, the thing that you can count on with your emotions, the one thing you can count on is that emotions will change. That's the only thing you can count on with your emotions. How we feel will change over time. For some of you, this is me, sleep changes how I feel. For others of you, food changes how you feel. If you're hungry, you're not doing too good. Some of you guys, if you're tired like me, you just need a little nap, you know? Emotions will change. And we have to understand that we don't need to be moved by what we see or what we feel. We need to be moved and prompted by what we know. So there's a difference in hearing something and knowing something. And in my life, one of the things that has been like a frustration for me is that pretty much every thought or feeling that starts with what I see is based on my own selfishness. So like, I don't like that. I don't like the way you made me feel. Most of the time, if it has to do with what I can see, it's selfish and it's based on me. And I've been asking myself the question a lot, what would happen if I relied on the source over what I see? What would happen if we listened to God and we didn't just rely on what we felt or what we saw in a moment? We would get there a lot faster. In Mark 4, 35 through 41, basically it talks about a story where Jesus was in the storm in this boat with the disciples. And I love this because it brings me back to reality with God. See, in the storm, the disciples start freaking out and Jesus is napping. I don't really know how you would nap in the middle of a storm on a boat but he is, I might, I might be able to sleep that hard. I don't know, but I don't know how he was doing it. But basically the disciples wake him up and they're like, Jesus, we're all gonna die. Wake up, they're like, wake up so that you can die with us. I don't know, I don't really know what was happening with that. But basically he wakes up pretty frustrated as I would be if you woke me up in my nap because I'm trying to sleep so I can be emotionally healthy. And he wakes up and he says, did you not know that I was with you? 
And then he just tells the storm to calm down. A lot of times we're going through our life and we're being led by what we feel and what we see and we're frustrated because we're not where we want to be, but we forget that Jesus is with us. And we don't go to the source, we go to our feelings or we go to how we view it or how we see it or what we think about it. Instead of going to what God says and who God is and being faithful based on that and not on what we see. And you know, I wanna tell you guys a quick story because I'm sure you've heard my dad had a heart attack. Everyone's been talking about it and we're so glad that he was healed. But I had this like whole different experience than my brother and my sister. My brother and my sister were kind of freaking out Understandably, okay, because you don't know what's going to happen. But I had this really weird thing happen to me. I was like super peaceful. And I feel like a lot of times you don't know what's going to happen to you or what's going to come out of you until you get pushed. And what happened to me is I was in that moment. I didn't know what was going to happen. I love my dad. Like my dad is my fave. I call him my king. I love my dad, okay? But I also know my God. And whenever I, I encountered that, I had this weird feeling of like, I've been here before. Not like in this scenario, but in myself. I had been in a place before where I didn't know what was going to happen. But I knew the character and the faithfulness of my God. So when I was faced with that, I literally had this feeling like God's going to take care of it. Like I, I kind of felt like, but then I was like, it's okay. Because I know that Jesus is with me. I know that God is for me. So no matter what doctors say, no matter what it looks like, he's the one that makes it happen. So I'm more moved by the fact that I love my dad right now than I am at what happened because I know who my God is. And so, you know, Martin Lloyd-Jones, he said, we spend too much time listening to ourselves and not enough time preaching to ourselves. We listen to what we think. We listen to what we feel. We don't tell ourselves what we need to think and what we need to feel. And that's what the word of God helps us do. You know, Brene Brown, if you've ever heard of her, she's pretty big right now in the world. And she says the number one meditation of our life is naturally not enough. It's not enough money. It's not enough time. Not enough love. Not enough attention. They don't give me enough of what I need. I'm not getting enough of what I want at work. I didn't get the raise that I want. It's not enough. That's our number one meditation. Think about that for a second. That's true. Naturally, that is what our flesh likes to think on. But you know, I, I've learned, and I just will still say I'm continuing to learn at different depths, that sometimes God leads you to do things and lets you go through things that you don't like. And... The cool thing is, though, about God is that he only lets this happen when he knows it's going to benefit you. So these things actually prepare us for what he's called us to do if we let them. Can you trust God when you don't like where he's taking you? Or do you just trust him when he does what you like? Maybe tonight, like me, you're exactly where God wants you. It may not be where you want to be. But that doesn't mean that it's not where God has you. Sometimes what we see is opposite of what we think that God has promised us, right? Because we have a dream, we have a desire, we have a call. We want to be there. But sometimes where God has us right here is exactly where he wants us right now. You have to be moved and led by what you know, not what you see. You see, the storm didn't change who Jesus was. 
And the storm doesn't change who Jesus is for you. The diagnosis doesn't change who Jesus is. The lack or the not enough that you feel does not change who God is. He's more than enough. And when we realize he's for us, that he's with us, you don't have to freak out when the waves come and when the storms come. You can be at peace when everyone else is like, you should be freaking out because you know who your God is. You know, the way to get there is just to trust in the character and faithfulness of God over what you see right now. In Isaiah 3, 1, it says, God removed everything from Judah and Jerusalem that they depended on instead of trusting in him. So they were trusting in money. They were trusting in people. They were trusting in relationships. They were trusting in other things besides God, and he removed all those things. You know, sometimes life gets to a point that it's good, and we think that we are our own success. We think that we are the reason we're doing so good. We think we are the reason we have such good relationships, such good opportunities. And we forget that God has done and is doing a work in our life. We think that we deserve this great life, that we deserve our breath, our blessings, our money. And these things are a gift from God. You know, I've always kind of had this saying in my life, I would rather get on my knees than ever be brought to my knees. I want to be grateful for who God is in my life. I want to be grateful for this breath that I don't have to pay for every day. That I don't have to think about my organs functioning or my body functioning or, or how I'm going to live the next day because God makes it happen for me. I don't want to take that for granted. You know, in 1 Peter 5, 5, it says, God resists when you are proud, but he multiplies grace and favor when you are humble. If you're grateful, you understand he is the reason you have life, you have opportunities, and that you can even think about getting there. We miss it so many times when we think it's all about us. And I've been there this week. <laughs> and I think we all struggle with that. And in Proverbs 16, 2, it says, go ahead and make all the plans you want. But it's the Lord who will ultimately direct your steps. We are all in love with our own opinions, convinced that they're correct. But the Lord is in the midst of us, testing and probing our every motive. Before you do anything, put your trust totally in God and not in yourself. Then every plan you will make will succeed. The Lord works everything together to accomplish his purpose. You see, motives are important to God. Most of the time, my motives are based on, they're like me-centered. They're not God-centered. If your motives are God-centered, you will always win. If your motives are me-centered, you're going to live super frustrated. It's almost impossible to get to the right place when your motives are off. When you don't have the right why, getting where you should be is going to be very difficult. You know, we think about, we care about what kind of car we drive. We care about what our Instagram looks like, how many people follow us, how many people like our stuff. We care about the people that we're around. If you see a celebrity, you want to take a picture with them, and we want to show it off. We want to tell the stories. Why do you want all of that? Because it's about you. It's about how people see you. It's about how people think of you. In Frisco, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. A lot of people would rather be seen as well off than actually be well off, relationally, financially, emotionally. And that's not what God wants for you. In Colossians 3, 23 through 24, it says, whatever you do, 
Work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from God as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. You can do something right now. You know, Pastor Keith says, when you take care of the little things, the big things will take care of themselves. Some of us want to do something great in this room, but we cannot be great now if we're not great in small ways today. You're not gonna be great in the future if you can't be great right now. You know, I, I like to ask myself this question internally. <laughs> so you wanna be there in the future, but what are you doing right now? Before you get the promotion, before the opportunity ever comes, before you meet that person, be the person who can handle that blessing because you are faithful with what you have right now, not with what you're gonna have in the future. I'm not sure exactly what's ahead of me. And just when I feel like I do know what's ahead of me, it doesn't usually end up, end up how I want it to end up. We have to ask God to help us see things the right way. We have to ask God to help us to think right, because it says his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. This only happens by spending time with God. We have to spend time with God. You know, in Psalms 32, 8, it says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway of your life. I will advise you along the way, and I will lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug and pull you along. Just come with me. That's a word for me. God guides, advises, and watches over us. And I'm gonna give you a few examples of this because it's relevant to my life. So everyone here, probably if you're an adult or close to it, you've heard of driving a car, right? So when we drive a car, we still have to push the gas pedal for it to go. Some of us, we're just not letting Jesus take the wheel, right? So God's trying to guide us, but we don't let him guide us. We push the pedal to go, but we want to go where we want to go. Hence my, the GPS. I don't know what kind of GPS you like to use, but it's confusing for me now because I used to like Google, and now in certain cities, Google doesn't work, and Apple Maps works better, and it's weird because I don't like Apple Maps. So I'm just trying to figure it out. Don't even talk about ways. That's a no for me. So <laughs> GPS sometimes tells me to go certain ways that I'm like, I don't agree with that. But sometimes the GPS knows where to go even if I don't agree. God's similar. Now, have you ever seen a backup sensor or a blind spot sensor? I have those. I don't always listen to them, but it's a lot like God. He watches over us. He can see where we can't see. So we need to trust him when we hear a beep. You make a mistake or something bad may happen, but I want to tell you today that God's in control of your storms. He's in control of your every boring Monday that you don't like. He's in control of every single moment and he knows how to use them for your advantage. In Ephesians 5, 8 through 9, it says, at one time you were in the dark, but now you are in the light because of what the Lord has done. So live like children of the light. The light produces what is completely good, right and true. We need to make less decisions about our future and instead plan to follow God today. If you can follow God today, you will end up where you need to be. God is concerned about who you are more than what you do. Your character will affect your calling. Who you're following is more important than what you're doing. Who are you following today? Because if it's not God, maybe you should think about that. 
When you follow God, you don't have to worry about how to get there. Who does God want you to become? You know, in the Bible, it's not about a vocation or, or some kind of promotion or a place of prominence. In the Bible, it talks about how he wants us to be holy. To be holy means to be set apart. It means you don't talk like everybody else. You don't look like everybody else. You don't hang with everybody else. Yes, you're there to love them, but you don't go where they go and do what they do. You're not mixing in with the crowd. There's something different about you. To step forward into something new, you have to step away from the old. To start something new, you have to stop what you've been maybe doing. To begin your destiny, you must often leave your comfort. To get there, you have to start here. The last scripture I'm going to read is Galatians 6, 7 through 10. It says, make no mistake about it. God will never be mocked. For what you plant, you will always reap that very thing. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. And at the end of that verse, it says, and don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially your brothers and sisters in the family of faith. I found out that I don't have to figure out the end. I just have to start now. I just have to plant good seeds now. Do what you can now with what you've been given. You don't have to know all the details. When you follow and trust God's ways, you will always walk in his will. You don't have to ask God all the time, is this your will? when you walk in his ways. We think that we must fulfill some kind of passion, but we're called to fulfill the call of God, not our passion. You know, we can say we want divine direction, but if it doesn't look good or feel good, somehow we think it's not God. You know, it's funny because um, Paul, at one point, he was talking to some of the churches, and he was saying, you know, every city I go to, the Spirit warns me that I'm going to face prison and suffering. But I'm still going to go. God was leading Paul. He didn't always understand where he was going, but he knew that it wouldn't be easy. That doesn't sound like God's plan. Like, God's going to bring me here, but just get ready to be persecuted. No. That does, like, to me, I'm like, that can't be God. That has to be the devil. But getting there isn't an actual place on the outside. Getting there is a position on the inside. It's right on the other side of the storm. It's right on the other side of the obstacle. It's right on the other side of your frustration or your issue. It's when you realize that Jesus is with you and his promises are not optional. His promises will come to fruition in your life. It may not look like you're getting there, but when you follow God, you will always end up where you need to be. Be faithful with where God's entrusted you today. And I said I read my last scripture, but I want to encourage you with these two. They're quick. 1 Samuel 26, 23 says, The Lord rewards everyone for doing what is right and being faithful. Proverbs 28, 20, it says, Life's blessings drench the honest and the faithful person. I want to be drenched with the blessings of God. I want... To be able to go places and not even have to say, I'm a believer, but people know there's something different about me because I love people and I serve others. You know, for us and for me personally, I'm so focused sometimes on getting to the place where I feel like I need to be that I'm missing it with God. 
I'm so driven like naturally to succeed and to make it happen when God's just asking me to be faithful. God's sometimes just asking me to stay where I'm at and be faithful. Sometimes that's your marriage. Sometimes that's your job. Sometimes that's in a treatment center when a doctor's giving you a bad diagnosis. Because guess what? God will use you everywhere and anywhere that you let him. You have to be the one that chooses to be a part of that. But the cool thing is like, you don't have to worry because even if it looks rocky, even if it looks like you don't want it to look, Jesus is with you. It says here that he rewards everyone for being faithful. That doesn't say just believers. So what I think is even the people who don't believe in him get rewarded when they're faithful. How much more is it for us when we get the revelation that that's because we're children of light. We're children of God, so act like it. Act, act like it and walk like you have an inheritance from God. You know, so I just wanna say a quick prayer with you and then we're gonna do communion together. But if you're here and you guys can close your eyes, but if you're here and you know, you just say, I'm not a part of the kingdom yet. I'm, I don't know Jesus personally. We're gonna say a prayer together. And I want you to think about what that means for you to be a person who loves and who serves. You know, and maybe you're a person, you say, I've been so focused on getting there that I haven't been faithful with where I'm at. I'm gonna pray for you too, but these first people, if we would all say this together. And if this is your first time, just know that we are rejoicing just like heaven, but we're gonna all say it with you so you don't have to be nervous. So everyone say this with me, say, God, I receive your love. I believe that Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross for my sins. God, forgive me for any mistakes I've made. Come into my heart, in Jesus' name, amen. And if you're one of those people, if you would be bold enough, I'm already gonna raise my hand, but if you'd be bold enough to just say, I've been too focused on getting there and I need to be more faithful here. I just want you to raise your hand. <laughs> All right, God, I know that you see our hands. God, I know that you know our hearts. God, I thank you that you know exactly what you've placed in each one of us. And I pray that you would help us to stay focused on where you have us. That God, when the enemy tries to come and distract us and make us be led by our emotions and we are tempted to be led by our emotions, that God, we would choose to raise up the standard of who you are, that we would trust in your faithfulness, that we would trust in your character, that we would follow who you are and in your ways over our feelings. And God, because of that, we're gonna get where we even wanna get a lot faster. God, we're gonna be more blessed. God, we're gonna see more of you in our life. We're gonna get divine relationships. Do doors are gonna be open that would have never been open, that we could have never dreamed or paid a price for, God. And we thank you for all those things in advance. And God, I speak that no plans of the enemy will succeed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at keelacraftambrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at keelacraftambrose.com.